He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Wrapping up 2020 in style with my old friend Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Kenny, it's great to have you back on these airwaves again, man. Yeah, man. Well, good. I'm glad we're talking now. One of a few bright spots from the music industry circa 2020 is the release of Straight to You Live, Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band's first live recording to be released in a decade and the first to give fans a visual of your live show. Exciting. Yeah, man, we're, we're excited. I mean, you know, fans have been asking forever for when are you going to do a live DVD? And, you know, for one reason or another, we just never put one out. And, uh, you know, due to current circumstances, you know, we can't go out and play for people right now. So we had this show that we did on our, uh, the European leg of our tour last year. Uh, tour was like selling out everywhere. And so we were going through Germany and uh, we were asked to be a part of this, uh, this uh, music broadcast over there that's been going on forever. It's legendary called the Rock Palace. And uh, so we did that. Film crew was there for that. We had our audio guys recording the audio because we've been recording all of our live shows for years now. Um, and so we had all the elements, but the intent wasn't necessarily put out, put out a DVD. But after uh, after the virus hit and tours have been just postponed and put on hold, I just thought, hey, man, this might be a great opportunity to give the fans what they've been asking for and let them see us in the comfort of their own home. Sure. Musicians, generally speaking, are perfectionists for the most part, in my experience, almost to a fault. So I can only imagine how tough it must be to be happy enough with a performance to not only put out the audio as you've done, but a visual companion as you're doing here. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, I mean, for me, first and foremost, the music has to be right. And a lot of times, you know, when you hold yourself to a high standard, um, you know, that can be challenging to like get the right. Cause we look, man, we're honest about our playing. It's like, if I put out something live, we're not going back and doctoring it up. We're not going back and overdubbing stuff and fixing stuff. It's like, this is an honest to goodness, uh, recording of exactly what happened and the way it went down that night. So, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have a night where the band is hitting on all cylinders. And this was one of those nights. And then after that, you know, all the, the recording quality has to be good. Then we have the camera work and those guys and what they did has to be on, on, you know, up to speed and everything. So there's a lot of possibilities for, uh, you know, things to go wrong. But everything came together and, and went really well for this one. It's a big deal to put your stamp of approval on a release like this. And do you think that's why a lot of bands don't do these often? Well, you know, maybe, but also... I mean, there's just a lot of logistics involved in something like this. There's a lot of production that has to be brought in. Um, there's a lot of extra moving parts, you know, when you've got a camera crew and somebody directing those guys and all the equipment. And it's just not, you know, it's not business as usual for a lot of bands. And so you have to kind of step up the game and bring in. There's a lot of added expense to that. So a lot of times it doesn't make sense to do it. You know, you have to really kind of have a special occasion. It's a real interesting peek behind the curtain for the fans who have no idea that all this is going on back there. But Kenny Wayne Shepherd is my special guest. Straight to You Live is available in stores now, and you can also get it via KennyWayneShepherd.net, I noticed, on your website. Yeah, you can get it. You know, there's so many, there used to be so many places to go out and buy music, and there's becoming fewer and far between nowadays. But any place that sells music, physical music, Amazon, places like that, you should be able to pick this up. The most direct uh source obviously is my website like you mentioned and you know if you want to just hear the audio um you know you can get that digitally as well but you know you get the best audio quality if you actually have a physical copy and then you'll get the the uh, video as well 
that old analog sound is romanticized quite a bit by people like myself. There's a certain age where we grew up on vinyl, and so having the ability to get something like this on vinyl is a treat for us. You know, I'm glad that a lot of bands are starting to pick up on that. Yeah, you know, vinyl's been making a resurgence, and, you know, I'm an audiophile myself, and I have a vinyl collection, and so we've been for many years now we've been releasing everything that we do on vinyl and then i've been trying to go back and uh retrospectively like get, release some of my earlier material on vinyl that wasn't released originally on vinyl and so you know we've been trying to serve that market because there's a lot of people that really enjoy that experience sure a lot of blues folks you know and they speaking of record collections and collectors there's so many great blues records that i wish i had my hands on and i bet you probably do yeah, you know, uh, my dad had a massive record collection. I mean, he, you know, he worked at a radio station. And so, um, you know, from the 70s all the way up till my career started to take off. So he had a massive music collection, all different formats. But when I was a kid, I was putting on, you know, even little 45 singles and stuff, listening to them on the record player. And that's an experience that I think, you know, a lot of people don't get today. But because it's coming back, then I think more people are starting to get into it again. Yeah, I think, and I think those radio guys have really amazing collections and probably didn't have to pay for a lot of it. <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah, that's true, man. You get the promo <laughs> copy. That's right. Talk to me about the set list on this show. You've been doing this at a very high level for a quarter century. No shortage of great tunes from which to choose out of that back catalog of yours. Are decisions like those, not just what to play, but when to play it, are those things you find enjoyable? I would think it would be like having 100 kids and you can only take like 20 of them to McDonald's for a Happy Meal. There's going to be some real unhappy campers, if you hear what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it can be challenging. You know, you want to... Obviously, there's certain songs you want to get in there. There's some songs in a set list that you have to play, like Blue on Black for us was such a big hit. Like, we have to play that every night. So there's certain spaces that are always going to be occupied by certain songs. And then you just take a look at, you know, what songs have we not played in a long time from the older albums that people want to hear? And But first and foremost, you know, we got to put songs in there that we feel like we can knock it out of the ballpark and really leave an impression with each and every one. And so it's a balancing act and it's a challenge. And I'll create like a core set list, like a primary set list for a tour. And then I'll create a couple of alternate set lists too, so that we have a variety for the band and for any fans that maybe come and see multiple shows, there's a possibility they'll see a different show. In terms of fan feedback, how big is social media for something like that? You get immediate feedback that way. Yeah, social media is pretty interesting. It's like kind of like a curse and a blessing, but it gives the artists, you know, direct um, contact and engagement with their fans. But, you know, at the same time, like we used to really not like the idea of bootleg recordings because um, they were always really poor quality and, you know, you really didn't have any control over the quality of the recording. And nowadays, it, you know, everybody's just now we've just you've been conditioned to it. You used to like if you saw a guy trying to record a show, you'd say, hey, man, don't do that because we don't want subpar stuff out in the market. Mm -hmm. But everybody has videos and on their, uh, you know, recorders on their cell phones and stuff like that. And so now it's just become a fact of life. And we actually have learned to embrace that kind of stuff because then it just helps get the word out, really. Everybody's used to the fact that, you know, of what a cell phone recording is going to sound like. They've just come to accept it. So now you just look at it as, hey, man, it's more people and more eyeballs and more ears that are that are hearing about the music. Yeah, that's the cheapest distribution you could possibly ask for. I loved the Hendrix cover at the tail end of this performance. Your rendition is truly one of my favorites. Are there other guitar heroes you enjoy channeling from time to time, either in a performance setting or just playing around on your own time? I mean, you know, you hear Hendrix is one of my biggest influences. You'll hear 
many of my influences and in my playing, um, they're all the spirit of their them and their music is always there. I mean, BB King, Albert King, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Eric Clapton, so forth and so on. So. You know, you hear a little bit of, of all those guys and everything that I do. Among some of the worst news of this year, the recent passing of Eddie Van Halen, I know you're steeped more in the blues style, but no doubt a guy like Eddie had to have been a guitarist you were at least listening to back in the day when you first got started playing. Oh, man, without a doubt, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, I don't know anybody who plays guitar that didn't dig Eddie Van Halen, no matter what genre you do, right? what style of music. So, I mean, he was a revolutionary. He was a game changer. Um he was a good friend of mine too, you know. It's like I, I toured with him. We toured together in the nineties and then we did the entire final Van Halen tour in twenty fifteen and opened up that whole tour for those guys. And he was a good friend, man, and I uh you know, miss him dearly and I know that it's a tremendous loss for the music community, but obviously an even bigger loss for his family and, and loved ones. No question. A couple quick items I wanted to ask about before I let you go, Kenny. Since I didn't get the opportunity when it was new, the reimagining of Blue on Black with the Five Finger Death Punch guys and Brantley Gilbert and the great Brian May was on this as well. How did that opportunity come about, and what's it like to have the ability to participate in someone else's rendition of your own song 20 years after its release? I mean, I was thrilled with it. And, you know, those guys took it on and they made it their own. They did a version of it for their record, which I had heard about. And I was waiting to see, you know, I mean, it had been 20 years since I wrote and recorded Blue on Black and we had a huge hit with it. And I was kind of waiting to see if somebody would come along and cover it because I thought, you know, this is a great song, like unbiased opinion. I think <laughs> it's a great song. It is. And, uh, and uh, you know, I thought <clears throat> it could be a hit for somebody else. So then I heard they were going to do it. And then they called me and said, we want to do another version of it and have you play on it. And then Brian May got involved and then uh, Brantley Gilbert. And so, you know, the thing just blew up. I told him, I'm like, you know, I'm not just saying this, but I think if you release it, you know, as a single, you guys will have a hit with it. It'll probably go to number one. And sure enough, they released it and it shot up to number one on the rock charts. And, and it was cool, man. We got to do it all over again. And, you know, I got to watch that song rise to the top of the charts again and be a part of it. And it was a lot of fun. Nice bump for you as well there. And I, I got to say, man, you know, what's cool is you hear the original recording and you play the solos a certain way, but then you hear it on this recording and you've done just a couple little like different things in there. And I, I, I always thought that's interesting how 20 years later, how you reimagine it and how that translates to your fingers and onto the fretboard. Right. Well, that, you know, that's an example of how things evolve over time. You've been playing this song. We've been playing the song live for 20 years. And so it's inevitable that, you know, you kind of stretch out and you try little things and, and things evolve over time. And so there's just, for the most part, we play that song like we record it, but there's some little things here and there that have, that have changed. And so I want to incorporate that into the new version. Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band, straight to you live, available in stores now in a variety of forms, online at KennyWayneShepherd.net. You can get a copy autograph there, I see, Kenny. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man, we did a bunch of pre-orders. We did, like, thousands of... Uh, autographed pre-orders and those sold out like really quickly and then i was at my office um last week and i was there with the merch operation where they were packing up everybody's packages and sending them out and then i grabbed another hundred and uh, autographed those and made those available at the last moment so there may be still a few left um you know to give the fans something uh, make it a little extra special for them. Yeah, something I wouldn't mind finding under my Christmas tree. Are you a big holiday slash Christmas guy, Kenny? Oh, man, I love Christmas. I mean, who doesn't? You know, if you celebrate it, who doesn't love it? And, you know, for me, it's it's one of those things that's definitely more about 
family and stuff like that. We try and stress, you know, what we have to be thankful for and spending time with family. But it's always nice to see the kids get excited and try and show them a good time as well. No question. I wish you and your entire family a wonderful, happy, and more importantly, a safe holiday, my friend. I appreciate your time today. Same here, man. Thanks for having me on the show. It's always good to talk to you. You're welcome back anytime. You know that. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kenny. Have a great day. Bye.